Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Get over to Leon Tailoring for that young person who graduated. Congratulations, by the way. And make sure they've got the clothes for that big job interview. Hey, the economy may be good, but you still got to dress for success. And Leon Tailoring, they can help your young person do that with the professional wardrobe and attire that they need. And so all those years of college and getting a degree do not go to waste. So Leon Tailoring, the perfect place to get your young professional off to that start in the world of work. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, school is back, but our teachers back. Right now, there are about at least 2,000 vacancies in Indiana schools. So join us to talk about that, as well as school starting back up again this year. Is our good buddy, Justin Oakley, who writes the blog, Just Let Me Teach. So, Justin, my friend, uh, how are things going so far? Uh, thanks for having me, Abdul. Uh, for me, I'm fine. <laughs> the rest of the teaching world, I, I'm not sure. Uh, we can talk about that if you want to. So how is the teaching world in Indiana these days? Well, you know, I'll, we'll bring this full circle. Uh, I just read uh, a couple of days ago the Washington Post put this big, long, data-filled uh, article out that said it's the worst it's ever been, over 300,000 unfilled teaching jobs uh, in, in America. And then if you go on and really, really read some more in there, it talks about, you know, where is everybody on the issue? Well, you know what? In October or November of this year, I was interviewed in 2012, a decade ago, exactly in a month or two, by that same organization, by Valerie Strauss at Washington Post, and I said in that article a decade ago that there will be a mass exodus and no one will come into teaching. So there have been – there were canaries in the coal mines 10 years ago, No, but everyone swatted them away and didn't listen to them. So here we are in 2022, and it's worse than it's ever been. So, my friend, what is it uh, that caused so many people to leave the teaching profession? Was it one thing or was it just a number of things over the years? Well, do you want the well-spoken, articulate, meal-of-the-road answer or the punch gut? What, are we all kidding? If we really don't know this answer, you and I have talked about how many conversations do you think we've had, 20, 30, 40 on this issue since probably 20, what, 2012? You were kind enough to reach out, and we've had a 10-year relationship that models the old crossfire that people just don't – it's foreign to them. Uh, look, I mean, teaching is a calling. Uh, as you said earlier, I started Just Let Me Teach in 2012 uh, – and it was, I think that resonates just as soundly today as it did then. Uh, I think I always thought teachers would walk, as in go on a national type of some type of act. I, but I, what I didn't realize that they were just going to walk right out of the field. And this is a this is a major issue in our country, but I think it's been blurred because even some of my best and brightest, most intelligent friends and family and relatives say, well, everything's like that: nurses, police, truck drivers. This is this is it's a little more close to home in Indiana if you've been following this like you have and I have, and you know that there's been a lot of things that have happened, lots of moving parts, and uh, here we are. I mean, it's just uh, one one catastrophic thing after another, uh, and people just said, I'm not, I, you know what, I don't, I'm not going to wipe a kid's butt and be a punching bag for 40 grand. You can have it. Now, it's interesting, too, because uh, obviously uh, teaching is a, is a, it's a local, level, local issue, but it's also a state issue um, as well. Who bears more responsibility? Is it the state or is it the locals? Well, you're, you guys, I mean, you you know, on November 19th, I came to your studio and sparred at your number one daytime show, and they kept saying, it's the school board, it's the school board, it's the school board. Uh, you know, people want to argue that they're, they just have no clue what they're talking about. Yes, the school board has some power, but the school board doesn't set policy budgets, statewide budgets, education funding. If you remember correctly, if you go way back into this, to Indiana, there used to be a round table, there used to be... You know, all these different groups that did it, they, they started to slowly dismantle that in about 04, about 2010, 2011. They 
pretty much clipped bargaining rights, and it's just gone on and on and on and on with choice and this and that. And it's just uh, it's a cantankerous, cancerous thing. And I think just enough people – it's not that people don't care. I just think they don't have time to – they don't trust or believe either side. And so here we are, and teachers just said, hey, you know what? I can go make more money over here, or my sanity's just not worth this. And it's not just about money. If it were, if you could, you could pay me a million dollars right now, and I probably wouldn't get me anywhere near middle school. Or I mean, I just, I did it for ten years, and it's just, God bless them all that have stuck it out. Um, by the way, I've been to quite a few new teacher events across the state, and every year, I smile and say, well, the lights are still on. There's twenty or thirty people in here, and it still keeps going. But I think at some point. We're five years out. I hope I'm wrong. I was dead right on the mass exodus. I'd say in Indiana, we're about five years out to to establishing something nobody really wants and something we've never really seen anywhere. Our guest on the program today is my good friend Justin Oakley, writes the blog, Just Let Me Teach. So we're talking about education uh, here in Indiana. Uh, Justin, where are those teachers going? Are they just uh, getting new jobs? Are they they retiring? Uh, After the teacher leaves of teaching profession, where do they go? You know, I think people could follow Jennifer McCormick. She's been tweeting some laser-focused lightning data and statistics on all this, and she's kind of almost been mocking the the party she once was part of, and maybe she still is part of. You know, I challenge before you and I go on. I am challenging anyone who listens to your show. I am begging anyone in this state to run if they are four schools and four teachers and four their local community schools, but they just can't shake that R off their tribal political stance. Go run as a Republican in the state of Indiana and say, I'm pro-public school and see what happens to you. I'm challenging anyone on this, on this listening today to do that. Uh, where did they go? They left. I mean, we had, uh, had 5,000 unfilled positions. Now, do I want to point you to something? Just a couple years ago, we had 938 open positions. It was catastrophic. Well, what is 5,000? What is 300,000 nationwide? Uh, and if you, if you beat this up too bad, who would come into this? And this all ties into the student loans and everything else. Heck, I think the last uh, three or four student teachers I had when I left the field were $100,000 in debt to come into a field that wasn't even paying $38,000 to start teaching. So it's a combination of pay, respect, new generation of students and parents. I mean, who wouldn't want to teach your first gig and you're trying to tell tell people about how wonderful this guy is on WIBC named Abdul. You had his class at Ivy Tech or something, and you're in a room full of people on a school board shouting about banning books and banning math problems. I mean, who, that, there's so many moving parts and elements, so many things that where are the peacemakers and bridge builders on this issue? Surely to goodness some people can come together and say, hey, this is, this is a pretty catastrophic route we're headed. And it just baffles me that no one seems to really care. Uh, what are school districts doing to, to try to recruit teachers to, to get more teachers back in the classrooms, or, or are they doing anything? Well, what you should do is ask the do a poll. You do the indie politics thing. I'm plugging your your spot. <laughs> uh, do a poll of what people. What do you, just because you went to school doesn't mean you're an expert on schools. You know, I use this analogy all the time that lots of things have changed uh, since 1980. Lots of things have changed since I graduated in 1996. Lots of things have changed since my daughter was born in 2010. It has changed. I mean, we're banning books in this country, in the Bible, too, by the way, in places like Texas. Actually, and you know what? You're absolutely right, because the, I want to say the in Texas, not to not to take us off track, in Texas, because, right. of, because it, was, it talked about sex and violence and a bunch yeah. of other things, yeah. and, it, and, it, yeah. met the, and it, met the, it met the objectionable criteria. 
Yeah, so we're banning books, but if you, I always like to pull the layer back. Just go to the, the let's just go to the simplest way we can talk about something and not be divisive. My child hasn't brought a physical book home since third grade. She's in seventh grade now. Everything's done on a device. Everything's done on a tablet. The lockers are uh, 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 optional at, at lots of high schools now because they don't have physical books yet. You're still paying textbook rentals in Indiana. We're one of eight states that does that. I mean, I could go on and on. I'm a jukebox on this, but. Uh, what was your original question? <laughs> Where did they all? What, what are schools doing? They're feeling warm bodies because you know, I hate to say this. I'm gonna say this in the most gentlest of ways. Many, 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 many working people view schools as daycare. You know, get the doors open, drop my kid off, feed him. You know, reading, math, and, and get him home. That's it. I mean, there's a lot of when you simply put it that way. That's how people view this. But so much has changed. Uh, anybody can teach, Abdul. You know, you got a degree. Uh, Florida said veterans, uh, Arizona, Oklahoma are going high school graduates, Indiana. We'll see what they do in this next session. Uh, used to tell the joke on your show all the time. You, did you run the register of target? Well, come on in. You can teach algebra. So I, it's really funny, too, because in 2004, 2008, Mitch Daniels, Tony Bennett era, and even the Bob Baining, who's been in office for, I think, 40 years now, it was uh, drill, drill, drill. It was teachers need to be highly certified. Teachers were failing kids. We got to have all this stuff. They got to have better standards and this and that. And now it's flashed forward a decade of this crap. Guess what? You can teach. Anybody can teach. Our guest on the program today is my. Should be questioning that. Our guest on the program today is our good friend Justin Oakley. Justin it writes the blog. Just let me teach. Uh, and so we've been talking about uh, schools starting back up again this year, uh, education related issues, et cetera, et cetera, and also uh, how should Indiana address its uh, teacher shortage. Uh, Justin, on the uh, thing about anybody can be a teacher, I will I'll agree with you, my friend, that not everybody, uh, just because you know a subject doesn't mean necessarily you can teach it. However, I will say there's a difference between teaching, say, maybe uh, kids in high school versus kids in uh, K through versus teaching uh, kids in uh, elementary and middle school. Well, I don't disagree with you on that, but I just think we, we always look. If you're, it's an art. I think it's a calling. I think if you're good at anything, you know, the best mechanic in the block or the best eye surgeon in the block or the best teacher in the block, we want those people, right? And you and I have discussed many, many times, what should a good starting salary? We're all over the place. By the way, we're also in a state that has a $6.125 billion surplus. That's called two special sessions to ban transgender veto, override a veto on sports, and ban abortion. And did nothing, virtually nothing, for, you know, Crisis after crisis, school bus shortage drivers, uh, teacher shortage, uh, IA shortages, paraprofessional shortages. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. And school lunch stuff expired this year where uh, schools don't have the free the free uh, universal lunch anymore and all that. So there's just so many things going on. And I'm, I hate to be facetious or a stinker, but if you're going to have uh, lots more babies coming around here in our state, they probably all be planning for some of this stuff, not to mention access to health care providers and when you rank third in the country for infant death because of a woman that's having the baby can't get to a hospital, they probably ought to be thinking about some of these things, but they don't. So I'm glad that you're shedding light to it, Abdul. Uh, also, no big issue in Indiana has been, of course, the issue of, of teacher pay. Uh, Indian lawmakers say, hey, we give schools the money. It's, a, it's the uh, school districts who are responsible for teacher pay. School districts say, hey, we only can get the money that, that's allocated for the state. Uh, who is responsible for teacher pay, my friend? Uh, the, the legislators control every aspect of what you and I are talking about. And we could go have forums all over the state on this. I think we should. They control policy, the budget, the laws, all of it. And if you notice this, you cover the state house. What issue has dominated the state house uh, 
pre-COVID for at least a decade, education, education, education. You know, it's the biggest pie. They tell you it's 50% of the budget, blah, 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 all this stuff. Look, now you've got all these, okay, bargaining was limited in 2011. I know this because I do that for a living. So you can bargain four items, but you can only bargain what, what's in the pot of money. So uh, you you and I have talked that to death. Then they passed something called a junk teacher license last year, which basically lets anyone come in. And they don't have to be part of all the criteria. They don't even have to be evaluated. It just, it just creates layers and layers and layers of distress. And I'm not a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. But on this issue, I'm starting to believe all the worst of if, they, if the plan here is to shut, shut it down, they're sure um, not leaving many other trails to believe otherwise that they just want to shut it down. But even after all this, for your, for your listeners out there that still have uh, the ability to discern information to make their own decisions and choices, um, uh, well, I forgot where I was going with that. I will see Barry come back and ask me something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no problem. No, no, no. Just, just my issue was, like I said, once again, you know, when it comes to the, like I said, the, the, the teacher pay related issue, you know, the, the, the school district negotiates with the union and the union negotiates with the school district and they decide uh, who gets paid what. Yeah. Of a set amount. It's basically what happens in bargaining now is you have uh, just a little bitty tiny window to bargain. You don't even know what your health insurance renewal rates are going to be to almost halfway through the bargaining session. Uh, you have a, a specific pot of money because money follows the student, no matter anything else, whether or not your lights went up, your electric went up, your gas went up. Hey, did any of that go up in the last two years? I, I probably. So all these fixed costs just ballooned and all these different budgets. It's just, it's just so much distress that eventually this is going to collapse on itself. But there's where I was going. Even after all of this, very well orchestrated attack on public schools. Ninety four percent of Hoosier parents still choose their local community schools. Even after COVID, even after all this stuff. And the last thing the the newest thing they've done is try to tell, oh well, we gotta do something about this. So now there's a new boogeyman. We're we're indoctrinating kids and all it's just insane, Abdul. Somebody has to call it out. I have no trouble doing it because I'm being like I I mean, prove me wrong. Um, on some of this. We've talked about it for 10 years now. Justin Oakley, just let me teach our, our guest, program, guest on the program day for a few more minutes as we talk about the, the sort of the start of school. Uh, Justin, one of the things that uh, you said, you talk about, you would, you, know, you, you do as, 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 a, as a union representative, you go around, you, you talk to teachers, figure, figure out what's going on, what's their mindset. What role, have, have, have unions just been emasculated in all this? Uh, because I'm assuming that with collective, with some collective bargaining, unions have some say in how school, and teachers have some say in how schools are run. Uh, they do a little. I mean, you still have some stronger, you know, more of in the region. It just goes, basically it goes to like the you could just follow the political division. But uh, it is a very interesting thing in Indiana because you have some very conservative, very uh, cultural, conservative, religious, mostly female teachers who are very uh, pro-union. They're they're a little confused when they vote straight ticket Republican cycle after cycle after cycle and, and president of their union. But that's a little strange. Uh, what am I find? Um, uh, union densities. For for uh, one of the organizations has done all right, and some of the other ones have grown as well. But what you're also starting to see, I don't want to talk about this in Indiana because it's probably not a factor, but uh, in more urban, more progressive states, you're seeing a new, a new militant, almost independent, like the the old AFL and Wobblies and World Workers groups, progressive groups emerging. They just started their own. They, they're not waiting around the big established organizations. That could be a whole new show. But uh, they're just they're starting their own more militant. They're not waiting around these big giant groups anymore. They're just starting their own, just like everything else. 
I remember uh, a while back you and I talked about uh, teachers and teacher strikes and that sort of thing. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think teachers can strike in Indiana if my memory serves me correctly. No, it's but they couldn't strike in Oklahoma or Arizona or Florida or West Virginia, any of these places, but they did. Uh, I think the last strike here was probably Anderson or Gary or whatever, but we're far past that. We should have, if we were going to do that, uh, which is illegal, we should have done it in 2010, 2011. Uh, and at some point, it may happen, and it may be a more middle. I'm trying to tell you, we need peace builders and bridge makers and moderate middle of the road folks to try to get, but we don't live in that environment anymore. I'm just being honest. So, you're going to have an extreme hard supermajority right. You're going to have an ex- you're going to have something come along that's not not people like me saying, hey, let's work together and fix this out. I think we're far past that. Way well, far past it. And it's interesting too. It's interesting too, my friend, because I remember a couple of years ago when all the teachers came down to protest uh, and talk yeah. about uh, teacher pay. My my question is, what sort of happened to that to that to that momentum, so to speak? Well, I'll say something truthful on that as well. That was a that was actually an amazing event. 187 school corporations canceled school, or went online or e-learning. Uh, there was no violence. There was no there was no domestic terrorism. There was no anything. There was no attack on the Capitol per se. Uh, and I think they did, uh, it did stun them for a second. And then they went right back to business as usual, because as you and I both know, they have a supermajority. And everybody that's all fired up saying, vote these bums out, vote these bums out. There are 60, unopposed, talk about unfilled positions, there are 60 unopposed Senate and House races up for a midterm in Indiana. They have a free reign to do all these things they want to do, and they're going to keep doing it. Did they listen to we're getting off here, but Lilies and Cummins and all that stuff on abortion. Nope, they did exactly what they were going to do, and they have the power to do it. And no one's going to stop them, Abdul. You understand this better than anybody. Nothing's going to stop them in the current way. You can't beat them. You can't beat them. You can't primary them. You can't. Democrats are don't even have 60 seats filled to run against them. And in, in a you know monumental, uh, they just banned abortion in our state, and uh, there's 60 unopposed seats. It's unbelievable. It's like people have just kind of given up. Why would you run? But I also understand, why would you run? I walk out in my district, it's 80-20, 70-30. That legislator can walk out, smile, and scratch their butt, and win. They don't have to do anything. So that's not – I don't think we want to keep going that path. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for our conversation. Our guest on the program today has been our good buddy, Justin Oakley. Just let me – Justin, uh, final question for you real quickly here. Uh, what advice do you give uh, your teachers who have decided to stick, decided to stick it out? Well, I'm proud of them. I've spoken to lots of them. I, you know, I, uh, I talked to lots of teachers across the state and across the country, and I'm proud of them. Uh, it's not all doom and gloom. They're there for the kids. The ones that have stuck it out have tuned out all the political and hatred and all this crap. They've probably gotten off Facebook. They probably just go in their room and try to teach the best they can and love on the kids and all that stuff. And that's about the best you can do. Uh, but there's still people coming, Abdul. I mean, I just went to. Some some mon- some record uh, new teacher events. We had 30, 40, 50, 60 new teachers, and they were all smiling and ready to go. So it'll Vince, things don't last forever. That's what I keep telling myself and telling everybody else. And God bless everybody that's still in this profession and still doing it. So, All right. Well, our guest on the program has been our good buddy, Justin Oakley. Just let me teach Justin, old friend. As always, good to talk to you. We'll get together uh, down to Martinsville real soon, old friend. Yeah, thanks. Have a good day. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.